struggle with putting yourself first? Are you tired of feeling burnt out and overwhelmed from constantly putting the needs of others before your own? I have created a sacred space that will be available once a week for 10 weeks to learn, dive deep, and create your boundaries to boost your confidence and self-worthiness. Go to www.krista-luna.com and sign up for the Master Your Boundaries course starting in September 2023. And use the code PARANORMAL to get 30% off today on www.krista-luna.com. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to the second episode of Paranormal Normal tonight. And yes, for listeners, if you don't watch me live, you don't know about this stuff, so you should watch me live. But I am back again, once again, your host, Jeremy, here as always, trying to make the world seem a little more normal. Does it ever happen? Yeah, I know, and it's not going to happen tonight, because my guest tonight is one half of the High Mythology podcast, Dusty. His wife couldn't make it because she's busy dealing with the kid. We all get that. But I'm happy to have Dusty on, at least, and maybe we can get his wife on a future date so I can pick her brain too. But Dusty, how you doing tonight? Good, man. Good. Thank you for having me on here. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll definitely have to get the wife on one of these days. She's she's definitely the brains of the operation. Um, I'm I'm more of the mouth. <laughs> that's that's so that, all the mouth. <laughs> that, that's how it goes in marriage, and I'm fine to start with the mouth, and then we'll connect with the brain at some other point, and. Hell, maybe I'll have to come on your podcast and talk about one of my favorite mythology stories or something. But we'll see. We'll see. But first thing, first things first. The first question I ask everybody on this show is, what got you into the paranormal? And I'll add a caveat to this one, the mythology world. You there, Dusty? Or did you freeze up on me? Dusty. Uh, I see movement. <laughs> oh, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. We went black screen for a second. <laughs> I was gonna say you froze. You froze up me, and I'm I like the men in black like shut us fro- down. Oh, don't even say that because they will. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you heard the question I asked, but um, the the first question I ask everybody in this show is. What got you into the paranormal, and I'll add a caveat to this one, the mythology world? Uh, so with mythology, it was it was kind of an interesting journey for us. I've been, uh, since I was a kid, mythology has always been one of my favorite things. Um, I used to, uh, we, we didn't have a lot of books when I was growing up. We were kind of poor, but we had a whole set of encyclopedias. So when I was young, I would just kind of thumb through the encyclopedias and learn about all the ancient Greek mythology and Roman mythology. And uh, we kind of got into podcasting. Uh, we had, were doing a separate podcast and uh, the wife and I realized that, uh, you know, we spend a lot of our time just looking up and kind of sharing different mythology stories with each other that we would get excited about. So, you know, we kind of came together and we're like, why don't we, why don't we try to put this into a podcast and, and you know, see see how it works. See if anybody's interested in some of these out there. And uh, she's got a knack for finding. She finds some of the most off the wall uh, folk tales and and fairy tales and mythology stories from from random different places. 
Well, before okay, well, before we get into this, let me ask you the second question I ask everybody. Have you ever had any kind of encounter with any kind anything in the paranormal realm, whether it be a spirit slash ghost or UFO or even a cryptid, which I those are the rare ones, but still I gotta ask. <laughs> oh yeah, I've uh I've actually had had a few a few experiences. Ooh, yay! Yeah, I grew up in uh on Maui in Hawaii, and over there it's uh <gasps> it's almost impossible not to believe. In yes. the paranormal, because everything is so mystical. Like if you go out into the woods and the fog's rolling through the trees, and you sit there for a minute and you instantly see how you know it, anything could be possible. Like I wouldn't be surprised if anything walked out of these woods. And uh we had uh when I was younger, I used to do a bunch of construction, and they have a thing, uh, a big thing over there called the night marchers which are yes. supposed to be the ghosts of the king's guard that march along his trail. And we were right near the trail. Um, and it was me and my boss, and, and he was another another white guy uh, from the mainland. And a lot of our crew were all Hawaiian guys. And we started hearing some drumming in the distance. And all of the Hawaiian guys got up, and they were they just told us, they're like, we're out. You guys can stay and finish the job if you want, but but we're out for the day. We're gone. And, you know, my boss and I, we hung out for about 20 more minutes and you could just kind of hear the beat of drums off in the distance. And we both agreed. We're like, I don't know if someone's fucking with us or if we're just, you know, if this is an actual thing. But either way, I am not, I'm not going to stick around to find out. I don't blame you one bit because I, I watched this show probably like 15 years ago at this point. But it was about Hawaiians and how they live off the land. It was, it was about them like hunting in the jungle for boars and whatnot. I forget. I forget the name. I forget the name of it completely. But they talked about night marchers on that show, and that was my first introduction to the night marchers. And like, it just—if I heard those drums coming, I'd be gone too because I know the stories, and I'd be, yeah. I'd, be I'd be like freaking uh, a cartoon character leaving my like. Part of my, my clothes behind me as I'm running away. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> little shape of you in smoke. <laughs> yeah. Like it, it's just you don't you don't fuck with the night marchers. Like you don't. Yeah. Like that's that's what. And I've seen. Uh, I think it's Monster, Monsters and Mysteries of America or Monster Quest. I saw an episode of that on Night Marchers too at some point because I watched all those shows religiously back in the early two thousands. So oh yeah. I mean, but so yeah, I mean Hawaii, but it's funny. Hawaii is the only state in the United States not to have a Bigfoot sighting in history. I believe it. I don't think there's enough room. That, um, there's no, I, I believe there's enough room. I think it has, something, it has something to do with me. To me, it has something to do with the fact that Bigfoots didn't get to Hawaii before it split off from the mainland and became an island. Or before, I guess I mean, that's or, a good point, yeah. Or, I mean, did it split off from the mainland, or was it just formed by volcanic activity underneath water? Oh, it was just formed uh, oh, okay. by the volcanic yeah, what, activity, yeah. That, see, that, that that's, what, that's what I'm thinking as I'm saying that, and I'm like, you're making an ass of yourself because you make yourself look stupid. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, I it was just formed, so there would be no Bigfoot because Bigfoots were on, I mean, at least to my beliefs, and we'll get into this in a minute because I got a mythology story to go along with this theory. They were part of Pangea, I believe, and they've been around since then. So 
I think they were in all the lands that split off, and then they evolved differently in different countries based on the habitats they had to be in. But so I mean, we'll we'll get into that in a minute because I got a whole thing for that for with you. But nice. But uh, you said you had some more experience as well. What else have you experienced? Uh, um, uh, a lot of uh, kind of strange lights in the sky. Uh, that that's one I get a lot. We li- I live uh right in the Four Corners area, uh, right in southwestern Colorado, and uh, my wife and I we actually play a game. Uh, when we go outside at night to smoke, we play the game UFO or satellite because you see so many lights in the sky up here, and it's always you'll just be smoking. And you're like, is that a is that a satellite or is that a- okay? No, it zigged. It's definitely it's definitely not a satellite. Oh, you caught. You go outside to smoke. That's I haven't done that in freaking years. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, sick, well, yeah, okay. I go outside to smoke cigarettes, so I'm not down here in my podcast office in the, in the basement. But I mean, if I'm, I mean, to smoke the green goodness, I we can do that in the house. So. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. As long as the kids are in their bedrooms, that is. I mean. I'm not trying to make myself. I'm not trying to make myself seem like a bad parent here or my wife. But if the kids are in their bedrooms or they're asleep, then yeah, we'll smoke in the living room. But yeah, because we 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 shut the door between the living room and the bedrooms, and that way nothing gets no smoke gets down. Oh still, yeah, yeah. But, once they're out, and, uh, ours ours is still so young. He's uh he's almost two, um, so he's, he's still kind of at least for us at that point in life where he's consumes most of our time. Yeah, I when I met when I when I met my wife, her daughter was just turning one, basically. So I've been in her life since she was a infant, basically. And like we, we, I mean, we never smoked in the bedroom, regardless. When she was living in her house, in her family's house, regardless. But I mean, unless the kids weren't home. But we, I mean, we never did that. But it's just. So I, I know what it's like to deal with a kid that's like between one and two and don't miss those days, but kind of do sometimes. Cause like you could put them down for a nap in the middle of the day and they're de- then they're out for like three, four hours, maybe even five. And it's like, yeah, that's sweet, that, that, that sweet break. But when, when they're, when they're five years old and you try to put them down for a nap, it ain't never going to happen. Yeah. Like, they're they're, they're, they're going to fight you every fucking step of the way, but it's just the way it goes. But uh, well, any other experiences before we move on? Just got to ask. Um, I, I would have to think, you know, I'm, I've known a lot of people who have had uh, uh, had kind of Bigfoot type experiences, Sasquatch type experiences. But I, I lived up in the Pacific Northwest for a while. So that oh. was always, you know, any of the woodsmen you run into, you walk around the city and, and ask people about, you know, if they believe in Bigfoot. And uh, most of the people in the city are going to say no, but you meet anyone from outside of the city who actually lives in the more rural areas, and you almost get a one hundred percent just oh yeah yeah I've seen no I saw one last week. Oh I uh, see, I wish I could have done that. Like the Pacific Northwest, I've I'm a big fan of small town monsters, and I've I've had uh, two of their members on my show before. And like the go to be able to go to the Olympic pro the Olympic project in uh, Washington, like that that's my dream to see the Bigfoot nest and everything out there. Which 
just the fact that we can say there's Bigfoot nests out there and people still say, oh, Bigfoot's not real. Like, <laughs> what are you talking about? Of course he's real. Yeah, uh, I do find the especially with the Bigfoot and with the UFO debate, it's always very funny to me how many people are like, no, they're not real because if they were, we would have heard about them. It's like, yeah, now they... You hear about them literally all the time <laughs> at this point. You know, maybe, maybe if we're talking back in like the 70s or 80s when there was like one fringe story uh, out there, one or two like fringe TV things going on. But by this point, it's, you know, and yeah, there, I there's mean, so many sightings. And Belson says, yes, she, oh my God, Bigfoot, I'll love, I would love to see that and investigate that and well, I'll tell you, Belson, I investigated somewhat, like not seriously, but I have been I have been to Freetown State for Freetown Forest and um Lemister State Forest in Massachusetts, which are two Bigfoot hotspots. And I saw neither hide or hair. Oh, I'm sorry, it's apparently it's Belinda. Sorry, I was going by what your Facebook name said, but and yeah, I would love to I, I mean I would love to investigate Bigfoot and actually be able to hear and be able to hear the Bigfoot sounds, the howls, the wood knocks, the, them talking to each other. I'd love to be able to hear that in person. I've heard the recordings on YouTube and stuff, and it's convincing as hell. But I want to hear it in person and feel those like hairs in the back. I want I want to feel those hairs in the back of my neck like rise up when it happens, like that that natural that that natural fear our ancestors had back in the dark caves. Like, yeah. Yeah, that, uh, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, the wilderness out there. I think that's the one thing to a lot of people, uh, especially people who have only ever, you know, been to the Pacific or only ever seen the Pacific Northwest through, through, through television or other media. A lot of people don't realize how, uh, how large and dense the wilderness actually is out there. Like, oh, I know that blew my mind. Oh, I mean, the Pacific Northwest alone has so much wilderness. I mean, Massachusetts does too. There are miles and miles of state forest in Massachusetts. And yes, Belinda, I exactly. Thank you. It would be awesome. But I mean, well, the thing I, all right, we're in, we're in Bigfoot Array. So I'll bring this up, even though I was saving it for a little bit. <laughs> what, when I think of Bigfoot and I think of mythology, well, going back to the beginning of mythology, Gilgamesh, and the fact that Enkidu, the way he's described, he's either a Bigfoot or a Dogman in my mind. Oh yeah, they. I mean, they make it pretty. the The description is pretty spot on there, where it's you know, because um, when we went through it too, I had never realized before because uh, we did a few. Uh, I think we did a two or three parts from. Uh, on the Epic of Gilgamesh. And I had never realized that before until we were going through the story. And I, I right away was like, Oh my God, he's, he's a Sasquatch. You were, you were almost spot on describing a Bigfoot in, you know, in this ancient Sumerian uh, mythological text. Exactly. And I mean, well, there's debate among the paranormal community about whether it was a dog man or a Bigfoot, but still like it's, Two creatures that are similar but are different different species basically like it's just, they're similar but they're different species and i mean 
but we'll, we'll talk about dogmen a little bit because there's a whole other world of mythology for them. But oh yeah, uh, but I mean, we actually and, uh, right. we did one uh, somewhat recently where we we were starting to tackle some of the American West, like the Wild West era of stories, and we came across one called "The Valley of the Headless Man." Ooh. And and that one got me right away because uh, you know we started reading into it and it was one hundred percent just uh, uh, like a Bigfoot encounter where they talk about these large you know large hairy covered hair covered ape man hybrid creatures who live in a valley and uh, anyone who goes to the valley doesn't come back and the story kind of focuses around some gold miners who go into the valley and. Uh, all that's ever found of them is um, everything except for their head. Their heads never get found because everyone who goes there ends up headless. But they, uh, it, it very much interested me because they started to get into uh, more who the people were and stuff like that, which a lot of the older, you know, especially you, you go to, back to the 16, 1700s with folk tales, it's kind of just, you know, Lord so and so. Or lady such and such that the story's about and these ones start going to do it like no that was that was Paul Dunhurst and his brother was the one who found his body and he came back to this town and he came back down to Alberta and talked to this person. And so it, it gets me because they tie in that much history to it where it's like it's it's labeled a folk tale, but you're dropping a lot of real names and real locations. Exactly. I mean Folk tales are only folk tales because they're, they happened so long ago, and people and people don't people don't know anymore if those were real people or if they were just um, if they were just um, like made up people. Like people don't know anymore. That's the problem. And I mean, I mean, I saw you guys just did an episode on Peter Pan for God's sakes, and who knows if that's based on like a who knows if that's based on a true story of like a pedophile or something like. Yeah, it uh, it was an interesting. Uh, we did a, a Peter Pan, but it was, it almost read like a prequel to Peter Pan. Oh, I think I. Well, okay. Let me ask you this: Have you have you heard of um? Uh, what the hell is his name? Oh my god! How am I forgetting this? It's a, it's a mythology podcast with um. He does. He does uh, a comic. He does a he does uh, scoundrels and he does uh, a comic book podcast too about like the worst villains ever. Oh my god! How much? It's all right. I'll look it up, but it's it's because it, it's gonna annoy me if I don't think of it because it's one of my favorite. It was one of my favorite podcasts when I listen to podcasts more. But um, uh, what the hell is it? It's myth myth myths and legends. Yes, yeah, I have heard that before. Yeah. And that, that's one of my favorite podcasts. I, I love the I love I love the jokes that the host throws into like the retellings of pod, of uh, mythology he does. Yeah, and I've learned I've learned about a lot of mythology I never knew existed through him. Like a lot of Asian countries, a lot of African countries, and like South American, like the mythology we wouldn't hear growing up in America. Yeah, it is. Uh, it, that's been probably one of my favorite things about doing the podcast because. Um, a lot. Uh, I want to say about ninety-seven percent of the time, uh, it's Kim who comes up with the stories. Uh, she does the research and puts them together. So, 
uh, I kind of get be coming into it almost almost like the listener a lot of times where I'm learning about this this epic folk tale or epic myth while while we're doing the podcast and that's definitely got me a few times where uh, where we've realized I, I've almost I got too into a, a story. You know, she brings up something I've never heard, and I just sit there silent the whole podcast. Like, go on, don't don't stop. <laughs> like, um, he did he like when when he told the story of like how Thor pissed his pants at a royal wedding because Loki did something to him. Like, oh yeah, the Norse mythology is. Uh, I uh, growing up, I was always into Greek, but uh, Norse mythology has definitely taken the lead as my favorite of the mythologies because it. It's so fucked up. It's so, I mean, it, it's not as fucked up as Greek mythology by any means, but Norse mythology is still fucked up to some degree. Like, oh, yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's, uh, I feel like it's less, a lot of it's less shocking than a lot of what you get in the Greek mythology where the Greek gods do something and you're, and you're like, you know, that, that yeah. wasn't cool. But the, you get into Norse mythology and it's a lot more like, uh, some of their stories feel like it was comedy writers writing a sitcom weekly, and they're like, what are we going to do this week? How about they all turn old, and they have to be old people and try to do what they did as young people? Like, okay, what about next week? The, uh, Thor's got to dress as a girl. <laughs> Seriously, I mean, some of their some of their stories are epic, and they just, like, uh, it, uh, podcast, mythology podcast, they did a version of Ragnarok, but it was like in the future compared to now. Oh, and nice. like there was like this techno laser music playing in the background while they're telling it. And like it, it was so fucking cool. Like it was just like like Ragnarok, but like our future. So that way, like it didn't happen yet. Like it's our future still. Yeah. That's awesome. Like, I'll have to check and, that out. And it's like Odin and Thor fighting and Loki like fighting with Earth soldiers, because Earth is one combined military at that point. Yeah. <laughs> Against, like, frost giants and all that, and, like, dark elves and all that Space stuff. Space wolves. <laughs> well, no, that, 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 that would be Loki's son. Fenrir. Yeah. Fenrir, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, my uh, my favorite of the the old, uh, out of the Prozetta, like, the old uh, story of all the Norse gods. Uh, my favorite was probably there's one called Loki flighting, and the entire story is just uh, almost like Loki got too drunk at a wedding and just grabbed the mic and he just goes around the room just dissing every one of the gods. I've heard that one, <laughs> and then just it's, drops the mic and pieces out. <laughs> yeah, and fuck uh, off, I'm done. <laughs> people, people, people think that like. People like think that Loki in the Marvel universe, uh, Tom Hiddleston, like they think that's an awesome Loki. They need to read the real mythology behind him. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Because uh, uh, he he's much more wild than anything that they could have imagined in the Marvel oh. movies. Yeah, they couldn't do the shit he does in the Marvel movies without making it like NC seventeen. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and this week Loki bangs a horse. Oh, <laughs> like it's just. It's insane, like it's it's just insane how they it's insane, like how they how like mythology plays out and I mean not even getting into like the how rapey Greek mythology is. 
like oh if, yeah that's uh that's that is a thing <laughs> yeah like people still to this day are like 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 people people still pray to zeus and i'm like yeah sure you want to do that you, yeah. you, you don't want to invite that guy to the party for sure <laughs> yeah. i'm like i'm like you, th- you think uh the whole christian thing with the virgin mary is kind of creepy wait till you hear about what zeus did <laughs> like yeah exactly yeah uh, it's 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 insane the centaurs it's insane. Like, that was the one thing that got me with i feel bad for them though uh, i feel bad for the centaurs they are but you they're half animals so i, I kind of get it i kind of get how they're yeah. because they're, they're half horse if i had a horse cock I'd be a little, and I and I like to get drunk on, if I like to get drunk on wine like they do, then I'd be a little bit rapey too. I mean, like that's just that's just the way it goes. Yeah. And, all, and all, all all the listeners just dropped off at that point, but still, it's just, I mean, I get, I can, I can get centaurs, I can get centaurs to some degree, but it's just, and I mean the whole epic of like the centaur who taught Hercules and basically had like a superhero. And basically, like had like a superhero school, like I, I forget his name off the top of my head, but he—I don't know if you know it, but off the top of your head, but um, he, he had a superhero school where like Hercules and Achilles and like all the heroes went to to learn how to be heroes, and like oh yeah, I feel bad for him. I feel bad for him because like he was trying to teach humans how to be good heroes, and like the other centaurs hate him for it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, dude, why don't you rage more? You don't act like a centaur. You're all cool. Yeah, I mean, and, and like, there's this whole story about like how supposedly Achilles murdered somebody in his school, and then like, I think it was Achilles, at least, like, or maybe it was Theseus. I could be wrong. There's a lot of names in there that I don't remember, but a I mean, yeah, there is, and. One of one of the Greek heroes like supposedly murdered someone in his school and like they had to go prove his innocence and everything. It was like on podcast thing. It was like a four part thing. Like it was awesome. Like I I love it. But I'm but actually since we're talking about centaurs, let's go to let's go to satyrs because satyrs were in ancient Greek mythology more than anything, and they were and they kind of lead to the goat man of today. Oh yeah, definitely. That's uh, uh, satyrs were are crazy too. That's uh, you know that that design of a creature has always has always got me. The goat man hybrid. There's something about that that just like it gives me the the heebie-jeebies in the right way, I guess. Mm. Yeah, I mean, a goat that can run on two legs and is half human, and now today. We have Goatmen, like the Public Monster, and numerous other stories of Goatmen. The Kentucky, uh, or actually, I mean, the Public might be in Kentucky. I'm not sure about that, but actually, I don't think it is. But then there's like the Kentucky Goatman. Like, there's a lot of Goatman stories in the United States today. And it's like, were satyrs a real thing? Yeah. <laughs> That's a lot of the Greek, uh, uh, the older mythology gets, um, the more likely I am to always say, you know, always, always say it had to have been something. You know, when it when it's newer, I can always say like, well, it probably was this idea that evolved into that, that evolved into this. But when when you get back to the really old old mythologies, it's always that question of like, 
where did they come up with this from? <laughs> exactly. They had to have had some reference. Exactly. I mean, it's just... Which, I mean, going back to what we talked about earlier with Gilgamesh and, Gilgamesh and Enkidu, like, and even to ancient Greek mythology, like, these creatures existed for a reason. They didn't... I mean, yeah, the ancient Greeks like to party and drink wine and have orgies, but they weren't making this shit out of their heads. Like, there's no way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, some of the stuff is uh, is too wild and too, uh, too plausible to me. Like, uh, one of the ones that got me, and it, it's not, not necessarily of the paranormal realm as much, but was Hyperborea, where uh, I forget, I want to say it's, I know the name. I Perseus. can't think what the hell it's about. Oh. Uh, uh, he has to go to a place that's incredibly far north and find this secret thing, and he goes to this village. And they, they almost describe they describe what would either be uh, northern England or up, up to Norway. And it's just written off as this mythology, you know, as this, as this fantasy land that like, oh, yeah, that was a made-up thing. It's like ah, they, you know, they pretty, they pretty well nailed that on the head when they talked about where they went and the type of people they ran into, and yeah, I mean, it's just insane. I mean, it. I mean, there's a story too before we leave uh, Norse mythology completely about like how Odin, Odin went around like a normal person, and he like he 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 went to all these different cities in Europe and like, he got people to like join him and like help him in a quest, even though he was just supposed to be like a, a withered old man. And like, that's one of my favorite stories too. I can't, I can't think of what the hell it ends up being. Oh, he, he's looking for something. He's looking for, um, it has to do with Ragnarok. Like he's trying to stop Ragnarok at the time, but yeah. That, yeah. That's what the I, wanderer. I yeah. The wanderer, Odin, the wanderer, which I mean, I love I love that like I I respect Odin more than I respect Zeus because Odin knew about something horrible coming and he at least tried to stop it. Oh yeah, I'm I'm definitely with you there. Like so many stories of Odin trying to stop this horrible freaking future coming for his people because he hung himself on the world tree for what was it three or six days. And like he saw what the future was going to come, and I loved how in America. Have you ever watched American Gods? Oh yeah, I love that show. That was that I've, was one of our favorites. I read the book before the show ever was a thing. Like, um, it's Neil Gaiman. I like I read I read his book American Gods before like the show ever was a thing, and I freaking love that book. Like the book is like as, as always. The book is twenty. All right, the book is twenty times better. Let me let her out for she. Oh yeah. The, shit out of me. <laughs> but the book, the book. Oh, it's raining out. She wanted to run outside and see why it's raining. Oh but, yeah. But I mean, the book American Gods is twenty times better than the TV show, like everything else, because it's just such an amazing book and like. You feel the characters more in the book than you do in the in the TV show. Yeah, like, I need some, to uh, read the book. You should. I mean, Jesus, Munchie. my hundred and thirty-five master just ran to my podcast table. 
but she, but like there are so many like American Gods like goes into into these backstories which they kind of covered like in the opening scenes of the show like the, like the uh, African goddess who absorbs people into her vagina. Oh yeah, but they go into it in so much more detail than they do in the movie and the TV show, and it's just like. Like you learn more from reading the book about other mythologies than you do from watching the TV show. Yeah, I believe it. That was uh, the the intros were always uh, my favorite part of it, uh, and they're one of the biggest reasons. Because I have a friend he also who's read the book, and he saw me watching the show, and he was like, "You don't even, you don't even know. You need to read the book." And Neil Gaiman, I love Neil Gaiman as an author. Me too. I mean, I. I have never read the Sandman comic books, really. I kind of wish I could, like, read them all, like, in order. But mm-hmm. I don't even know. It would cost a lot of money to do that. But I, the TV show I started watching, and I loved it. I never finished it, I don't think, because it's just too much stuff to watch on top of being a parent and podcasting and working a full-time job, you know. But oh, yeah. I, I, I always – actually, this is kind of funny that you're talking about mythology – Moose, lay down. But I always say, like, the scrolls they had in those times, that's my list of stuff to watch, and I never get to it. <laughs> yep. I'm, I'm stuck watching the same Hulu shows until summer, and then once summer comes, I have a little bit, a little bit of free time to watch other stuff, but it's never enough because I, I podcast about, like, pop culture stuff to another podcast, and I have to watch certain mo- movies for those podcasts. Like, I, I just did a game show type uh, game show type thing on Yeah huh, podcast for 1984 movies. I watched like 30 to 40 1984 movies that some of them were great, some of them were trash, <laughs> some, some of them were great. But yeah, so I mean, that's I never have to, like I just finally got today back into my Hulu, my Hulu watching of like current shows, and it's like God, I missed so many episodes of like 911, like uh. And whatnot, like it's just like insane. <laughs> it's just insane. Yeah. But I, I feel you there. You know, we, we, we're definitely in the same situation here, where we keep my list keeps getting longer, and my watch time keeps getting shorter. <laughs> so I'll say, exactly. I, I'm horrible about that too. I'll uh, 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 with video games, I do the same thing. Video games and Ooh. and movies, where see? I'll add stuff to a list, and then. That'll be my whole entertainment allotted time. I'll just see it stuff two or three things and be like, I want to do that. I want to do that. Add that to a list. Add that to a list. Add that to a list. And now it's bedtime. <laughs> exactly. See, I mean, like, well, like video games I had more time for recently because I was working from home for a while. So like my job was so easy. I, I could literally play video games most of the day. And like if I got an email in, I would do what they need me to do. And if I got a if one of my if one, if one of my reps called me because it was retail, like I would like be like, and they had questions, I would answer their questions and move on. But mm-hmm. I had a lot of time to play video games, so I got I got caught up on video games a lot during that time. But like, like I beat Harry Potter Legacy because I was unemployed the month it came out in like literally two or three weeks. But <laughs> or Hogwarts Legacy, not Harry Potter Legacy. Sorry, but um, but like now the new Star Wars games coming out like in a week. And I'm like, oh, you better believe my weekends. When I'm not when I'm not when I'm not podcasting on weekends, the wife and I ask me to do shit because I'm playing fucking 
Oh, and we lost our guest, ladies and gentlemen. I'm sure he'll hop back on, but yes, I'm talking about Star Wars Jedi Survivor because I can't wait to play that game. But uh, let's hope our guest comes back on soon here. But I mean, and we lost our listeners. Okay. Oh, there we go. We lost you there for a second. What happened there? <laughs> I I mean, I'm assuming it's got to be your Wi-Fi because I'm like right underneath my router, so my Wi-Fi is pretty good in this location. But <laughs> oh yeah, we live uh we live in the mountains. Uh, well, so there you go. Internet, yeah. Internet's very spotty. <laughs> Even well, the best internet here. It's all good. Uh, I was just saying though to the few people that are watching until they dropped off, but um. Uh, I'm talking about Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Like that game's coming out next week, and I will be playing that game on weekends religiously. And any night I don't have podcasts, I'll be playing that game religiously because I I love the first one. I can't wait for the new one to come out. But yeah, I love the uh, what was the first one called? Je- uh, was it Jedi Jedi Fallen Order or was yes. it Survivor? Yeah, yeah, I, I dubbed that game uh, yeah. as well. I think this one's Survivor, right? I can't, I can't yeah. remember. This one's Survivor, yeah. The last one was Fallen Order because it was all about him figuring out like what to do after the Order sixty six purge. But mm-hmm. this one's called Survivor, and I can't wait for it because it's the first one was amazing. I played the first one religiously for a long time, but but to get back on the topic of uh, paranormal slash mythology here. Yeah, let's let's jump into Dogman since we're forty minutes in, almost at this point. Yeah. How many different mythologies have you guys done that involve werewolves? Oh, uh, so many. Uh, we actually did an episode. Uh, we've had various different werewolf stories uh, pop up from different places just when we were doing regional based. Uh, but we did, did a little while ago. Werewolf stories. We did one episode of werewolves through mythology, and going back to the first werewolf, uh, all the way back in Greek mythology, all the way up to, um, I think the the most recent one we did was the, uh, I forget his name, the guy who thought that he was a werewolf, so he was murdering oh. people. <laughs> yeah, he was. Kind of, I know who you're talking about. I just can't think of the name for anything in the world. But he was like a serial. He basically was like a serial killer who tried to disguise himself. Who tried to say he was a werewolf to like cover his. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah, but most of uh, that was the only one that was uh, kind of in that killer realm. Mo- pretty much all of the other ones were, you know, just various different mythology or folktale stories revolving around. Uh, werewolves, uh, werewolf-like creatures. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and which the point of all this is that there's a thing in the paranormal world, I don't know if you guys have ever touched on it even, but it's called dogmen. And they're basically like Bigfoot where they're upright. Well, there's two theories. Well, there's, okay, not two theories. <laughs> there's two or three different species of them, supposedly. And they're basically what werewolves wore and like, but most of the, most of the species are minus the full moon thing, minus the silver bullet thing. Yeah. They're just, they're creatures that have always been in a type of way where they're just, 
they're dog men, they're, they're dog men that walk on two legs and they, there's one species that's ferocious and will kill any human it comes across. And there's another species that kind of avoids humans. But if you go into its territory or if you threat, or if it, if it thinks you're threatening it, that's a whole other story. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, and to me, the, uh, I have, I have seen, seen and heard some of the stuff about the various different, uh, the dog men and, uh, you know, a lot, I feel like a lot of stuff too, when you, uh, uh, bringing up like the full moon change and the silver bullet and things like that, and those those all seem to get tacked on with uh, with werewolves. Kind of once you hit like the Victorian age, that's yeah. when they started to add that twist of like only on the full moons, and if you have a silver bullet, it's cool, you can kill one. And you know the but the originals when you go back to you know uh, back to Samaria or ancient Greece or um, or even uh, the ancient Norse mythology, that they, they were all more either permanent creatures or or people who could kind of shift at will by, you know, changing their skin. Ooh, I love that you phrased it that way because that kind of ties <laughs> into another paranormal creature that people confuse dogmen for all the time, and that's the skinwalker. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we are... Uh, Oh, we're in the territory. We're in the we're in Skinwalker territory. That when I was telling my wife about this, she was she was even saying that's the one thing she refuses to talk about. Because any time I bring it up or documentaries about it, she'll just tell me she's like, "Nah, we're in we're in fucking Skinwalker territory, man. <laughs> you don't talk about gross ghosts in the graveyard. You don't talk about Skinwalkers in the Four Corners area." Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, the legend, the legend is if you talk about skinwalkers, you'll attract one. Same as Wendigo. But I mean, mm-hmm. I am kind of not near either of those territories, so I don't fear it as much. But like, I also, I don't think it's that simple. I mean, from the legends that they say, skinwalkers are more along the lines of um, like bad witches and warlocks from Native American culture. That mm-hmm. they use their powers for evil instead of good, and they became this horrible, twisted creation that they, where they could transform into any animal they wanted to. Which, I mean, there's been a ton of movies on it. There's been the Secret Skywalker, the, the Secret of Skinwalker Ranch, Secret Skywalker Ranch. I'd love to watch that, but the Secret of Skinwalker Ranch. Like, <laughs> yeah. But the Secret of Skinwalker Ranch, like, is one. I love that show. I'm a season or two behind, but I love that freaking show and like. It's kind of like the stuff they're finding in that ranch is so creepy. The 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 whole Skinwalker Ranch thing. That's uh, everything I've heard about it is completely blew my mind because there is there's just constantly so much. There's so much stuff and so much different types of activity that seem to be going on in that place that it's like you you can't deny that there is something there. I mean. I tend to think it's more extraterrestrial than anything, personally. But because mm-hmm. I mean, they straight up filmed UFOs on that show, and anybody who says UFOs don't exist at this point, I think it's just freaking crazy. Because <laughs> the government admits they're real. If the, <laughs> admit, if the government's finally admitting it seventy years later, after the first like Roswell incident, then like, oh, apparently it's real to some degree, and. 
I mean, even if you look at mythology, I mean, look at the ancient Egyptians and the ancient and the Aztecs and all the all the countries that had all the nations, I should say, that had animal like gods. Mm-hmm. What the hell do people think those were? Like they weren't just gods. They they obviously were extraterrestrial creatures coming down, and they and the people looked at them as gods because they didn't know what they were. Yeah, yeah. A lot a lot of those are, uh, you know, they kind of walk that line with a lot of different mythologies. Uh, there there have been some that I've found um, since we've started kind of studying it more, where I start to see the the variation where I'm like, oh, you know. It it would it's it would be a reach to call these gods extraterrestrials, but then there's somewhere it's like, no, they they pretty clearly state exactly what went down. <laughs> we were here, we had nothing really, and then this these guys came down in a big fire thing from the sky and uh, yeah. taught us math and science and astronomy and. Sorry, my my my, do, my dog had a, a a shoe of some kind or something, and I, I just look over. She's laying on the ground chewing something. I walk over. I'm like, "What the hell are you chewing?" But but yeah, I mean, well, here's my favorite thing, and this kind of relates back to dog men as well. I had a guest on my show, and he this this guest saw the devil three times. Supposedly, heard him slash saw him three times. But the one story he told is about when he was it's about when he was in the army, and his troop mate saw they were in Egypt, and his troop mate saw a statue of Anubis, and he started freaking out like, "What the fuck is that? What am I looking at?" And they're like, "That's an ancient Egyptian god, Anubis." And he was like, "I saw that thing." Two times in my backyard when I was a kid in New Orleans. Oh damn! <laughs> Which that's New Orleans prime Rougarou territory. Mm-hmm. So I mean, that story right there always sticks to me. I bring it up all the freaking time in this show because it's just like if someone from the early—I mean, this probably was like the '90s. I'm guessing early 2000s, maybe. But I'm guessing the '90s. Like if someone from that time period. Is seeing a statue of an ancient Egyptian god, and it's like I've seen that thing in my backyard twice when I was a kid. Like, like my eyes literally popped open when he said that. I'm like, what? I'm like, that's obviously proof right there that dogmen have been existing since the beginning of time. Yeah, whether they're extraterrestrial, ultra terrestrial, or earth creatures, who the hell knows? But they've been there forever. Yeah, in my in my opinion, at least. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I just to me, and this is the re- this is the reason when you agreed to come on, I was so happy. Is because mythology 100 percent agrees with paranormal in a lot of ways. It's proof that these ideas have been there since the beginning of time, and that I mean, cavemen pointed cavemen painted next to pictures of cows and lions and tigers in the cave walls, pictures of what we now know as UFOs, saucers. And why would they draw that unless they saw it? They wouldn't come up with that out of their freaking heads. They weren't, <laughs> that, intel- they weren't that intelligent yet. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it would be a, a weird, you know, to, to to just accidentally make up the shape. An idea of a UFO would be a very strange thing to create. 
exactly. You know, I mean, if, just... if you were a caveman, I could see being more likely to be like, you know, what if we put goat and cow together and made one picture out of it? That you know, that would be a creation. But you're talking like making flying saucers or lights in the sky or things that we we all still currently see. It's like, yeah, you know, something tells me that wasn't just artistic interpretation of a cloud. <laughs> They, they no. weren't tell, they weren't intelligent enough to have artistic interpretation just yet. But yeah. question though, half cow, half goat. Would you call that a gal or a goat or a coat? <laughs> <laughs> That's a hard choice. I, I think I would go with coat. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I yeah, or call that a coat. And call then when people say, and then when people say a thousand years later. Oh, get your coat. They'd be like, what? Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah check but... out this coat coat I made. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just, an, I mean, it's insane the amount of things that cross over. I mean, but the ancient Egyptians had a crocodile god. I believe his name was Sobek, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the Aztecs had a similar one, too. I think it was a crocodile, not an alligator, but still. Yeah. What, what about reptilians? Yeah, reptilians, uh, I went way deep down a rabbit hole when I was younger on the, on the whole reptoid and, and reptile, reptilian idea. And, you know, I was, uh, I was on the fence, uh, back then I was, I was on the fence for a while. Yeah. I mean, see, reptilians are one of those things where I believe they could a hundred percent exist, but I mean, my co-host on one of my other my other podcasts, Global Strangeness, he likes to say all the time, he says like every episode, like whenever, whenever we talk about reptilians, it's like, oh, Hillary Clinton? But, and it's just like, yeah. you're trying to get us canceled? <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, like there's a video out there and everything of like a news anchor. And like, if you pause the video at the right time, then it's, if you pause the video at the right time, then it's like it shows their eyelids going like this instead of like this. And it's just uh-huh. like, like, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if I believe in the whole reptilians have an underground city in Los Angeles thing, but I definitely believe that there could be an alien species that looks like reptiles. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. I am completely with you there, too. I could, I do think with the. Like with the reptilian one too, I think they give our government way too much credit, <laughs> and that's the hardest part of it for me to buy. Is not that there could be shape shifting lizard people walking among us. The fact that everything is organized and run in a, in an organized and efficient way. Exactly. I mean, it's like, just... yeah, no, I don't believe that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, you know how many people would have to be in on those. I mean, yeah, if um, if Hillary Clinton's reptilian, then I can see why Bill Clinton went to Monica Lewinsky. But, <laughs> yeah. but I don't know. It's just like, uh, it's one of those things. Like, I, I I don't know. Like, that's the, and I, I always say, that's, that's the biggest thing about the paranormal is you don't know anything. You are hypothesizing. You're speculating. You're not going to know shit until... Until the government comes out and says, here's footage of us in our secret base where we have Sasquatch and Dogmen and all these creatures (laughs) tied up completely. Yeah. 
Here's a picture of uh, Hillary Clinton, who it turns out is not a lizard, but she's hanging out with a lizard. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> jo- Joe Biden. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, don't, don't even, I'm not even going down that rabbit hole right there because that's a whole other path right there. But apologize for the noise, listeners. That's my uh, dog's feeding time right there. But <laughs> oh yeah, hungry buddies. Oh, he since he had surgery, he has to get fed separate food now and separate everything. So it's fun, but but ah, uh, so let me ask you this: You believe in aliens? I we we, 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 we kind of covered that. Do you believe in grays? Yeah, I, I'm a I'm very debatable on the type of uh, on the type of alien. Uh, with the, I feel like with a lot of uh, paranormal stuff that I come across, I'm kind of, uh, I'm skeptic. I skeptically believe most of it. Like I, uh, you know, I I definitely believe in UFOs because I've I've seen too much to not. Uh, and like you were saying earlier, at this point, you would have to be crazy to to deny that ufos are a thing like we've got we've got footage of them you know we've got uh air force footage of them that's about as official as you can get yeah i mean if if the government won't admit ufos are a thing that's a whole nother world that i never expected one of the things i'm famous for saying on this show is wait until the next big pandemic and they're going to admit that they have sasquatches in lab somewhere <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. this is dr bigfoot he's actually been in medical school for the last 16 years uh well i they're intelligent enough i'm pretty sure so I would <laughs> <Yeah. doubt it. laughs> we wanted to I see mean, how intelligent he was and damn it he's he's smarter than us so i mean i've met some dumb doctors so i can believe there's a sasquatch that can do their job <laughs> yeah <laughs> no to any of my listeners that are doctors, I respect most of you. I just miss some dumb ones, okay? Like, it's not its not every doctor I'm saying. Doctors are brilliant, but there's some out there that somehow got handed a degree they shouldn't have got. But Oh, yeah. I feel like that's uh, every profession has its uh, oh yeah, has I mean, its yeah. dunces. <laughs> I mean, there are teachers who shouldn't have been teachers. There are, I mean, I, I, I used to work in the restaurant industry, same as you, so... There are chefs that shouldn't be freaking chefs. All oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I've, I've definitely seen someone blend up a can of tomatoes and call it pasta sauce. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> well, I think the, the worst for me was uh, I've had someone question because uh, they couldn't figure out how to, how to start the project because they couldn't get past the first step, which was to boil water. It's like, it's, it's I, I get it. We didn't tell you, like, fill up a pan with water and put it on something hot. But I thought that part was kind of self-explanatory. <laughs> you, you <laughs> think. We, could, yeah, we could use our t- inside terminologies and just say boil water. But I mean, who these days doesn't say common sense is a luxury that most don't have. Yeah, that is true. Uh, but it's, it's been an honor having you on, man. I, I loved it. I'd love to come on your show someday if you guys do guest even. I don't know if you do. But um Oh yeah. Um we would we would love to have you on. Uh we do um uh, we're not kind of a regular guest yeah. show where we do weekly guests, but we love to have guests, you know, 
come through yeah. every once in a while. And it, it kind of is good, too, because it makes it a very special occasion when we have a guest. We'll usually Excellent. try to get some stories kind of organized around what that person likes. And Well, uh, I do special episodes, too. Like I, I, Well, I was doing them once a month, but I missed um, February completely. And I don't know if I'm gonna hit this month even. I'm gonna try, but um, I am. I do. Bra- I do brackets or tournaments of different things. We've done serial killers. We've done um, cryptids. We've done conspiracy theories. But I have an idea for one co- that I'm gonna do. It that's mythological figures. Oh yeah. <laughs> so if I ever get that one going, I definitely will hit you guys up. But yeah, let me know. Because um, I mean, to have some mythology experts on it would be great compared to my normal cast, which they're they they're fun, but I don't know how well any of them know mythology to the fullest. But I'm gonna try to get a lot of mythology podcasters on that one, including, and I'm putting it out in the world because um, you know you manifest something. Sometimes it comes true. Jason Wiseman from Myth and Legends. If I can get you, I'd be honored. Honestly, honored. But <laughs> just saying. I yeah, <laughs> I love you, man. I love you, but um, and of course you guys as well because you guys, I've listened to a couple episodes of your podcast and they're fa- they're fascinating as hell, and you guys know your stuff. So, well, according to you, your well, wife thank knows you. Your stuff. I... According to you, your wife, <laughs> yeah, knows your stuff, but... <laughs> yeah, she she knows the stuff. I just do funny voices, dick and fart jokes. I'm responsible for hashtag dicks out to Athens, so I've got that going yeah. for me. <laughs> <laughs> love it, love it, but. Tell my listeners where they can find your podcast and where they can find you guys so they can all go check it out and enjoy it like I did. Yeah, you can uh, you can find our podcast. It's High Mythology. Uh, you can find it pretty much anywhere you get your podcast. Uh, Spotify, Good Pods, Apple Music, all that good stuff. Uh, if you want to look us up and, and harass us on Twitter, our Twitter is at Howleyboys, H-A-O-L-E underscore B-O-Y-S. A uh, little bit strange for a high mythology podcast, but <laughs> that's where you can find us. And I want to thank you for coming on again, Dusty. It's been an amazing show, and we'll get we'll have to get you we'll have to get the wife on at some point, or if, or if we can work it out, both of you. I don't know how we'll work it out, but we'll figure it out. But I'd love to see her answers to some of these questions as well. But oh yeah, <laughs> definitely. But as all my listeners know, you can find me on Facebook as Paranormal the Normal slash Maniacal Music Musings podcast with an S group. You could find me on Twitter and the gram as at Juggalo Bastard. You can find me on TikTokie as uh, at Juggalo Bastard Podcast. And you can find me on YouTube as Paranormal the Normal, where this show is streaming right now. But until next time, my listeners, thank you for listening. To all my subscribers, thank you for uh, all my watchers, thank you for watching. And if you haven't yet, please like and subscribe, whether you're listening on a podcast form or video form, like and subscribe. It does a lot for the podcast. And Dusty, one more time, thank you for coming on. It's been a fucking pleasure, and I've had a great fun time doing this episode, and we'll definitely <laughs> be working together again at some point because it's been fun as hell for the last hour. Oh, definitely. And, it's been a good time. Oh, I agree. And listeners, I'll catch you in half a week. Thank you.